4. Fellowship as an optional extra. But churches have house groups and the like, someone will say. Well, I do not think there is anything wrong with house groups per se. In fact, I think they can be very good and sometimes are, though not always. But they cannot take the place of what we should be doing on Sundays as the church, but in fact do not do. Not only are we impoverished by our lack of fellowship on Sundays, as a result we offer God less than he demands of us in terms of worship. Fellowship is not optional in the biblical scheme of worship. It is at the heart of worship. If we cannot square worship and fellowship as taking place at the same time, the problem is our dualistic worldview, not the biblical requirement for worship that is fellowship-based. In this respect, it has often struck me as odd that so many Christians will make such a fuss about how Christians should attend church every Sunday because we are required to meet together, that is, have fellowship with each other frequently in Scripture. Hebrews 10.25 Yet what happens when we get to church can hardly be described as fellowship at all much of the time. This is to strain at a gnat and swallow a camel. Matthew 23.24 We are encouraged to meet each other frequently in Scripture precisely so that we can encourage each other in the faith, something it is impossible to do if we are not permitted to talk, that is, communicate with each other. Fellowship in the biblical scheme of things, is not an optional extra thrown in at the end of the church service. It should be as much at the heart of the life of the church worship service as anything else that takes place in the service. Otherwise, why would such a central ritual as the Lord's Supper be a shared meal? If there is no real community, no fellowship, there is no church. No matter how good the sermon is, or the hymns and choruses, or the liturgy and sacraments, fellowship less worship is not the kind of worship that God requires of us. Yet, if I want fellowship in the church, I must create it outside the church's official services on a Sunday. Why? Because, in reality, there is no fellowship in the Eucharist as practiced today. And this is as true of the communions celebrated by non-conformist churches as it is of the Anglican Eucharist. It has become a mere rite, devoid of the context that originally gave it meaning. Everyone remains isolated from each other and maintains a solemn silence. And I suspect there would be a good deal of disapprobation from most church leaders if people were to start having fellowship during the Eucharist service, despite the fact that biblically the Lord's Supper has been instituted precisely in the context of such fellowship, because such fellowship would spoil the spiritual mood that is deemed so important. But what is left of the shared meal? the fellowship around the Lord's table as the Eucharists or communion services in our Bible-believing churches. Nothing. I think this is wrong. I believe it is a perversion of what the Lord Jesus Christ instituted at the first Christian Passover. Fellowshipless worship services, and especially fellowshipless communions, are an abuse, a form of ritual abuse of God's ordinance, the Christian Passover, which was never instituted to be celebrated in the way that it is celebrated in churches today. Rather, the communion was a fellowship event as much as anything else. To strip it of its fellowship context is to strip it of meaning as a covenant sign celebrated by the body of Christ, that is, the Christian community. Today, the Eucharist bears almost no resemblance to the Christian Passover meal that it was originally. Does anyone think there was silence at the celebration of the Passover? that everyone sat silently minding his own business. Celebrations are not usually like that. Funerals are, though. Unfortunately, 
the Eucharist is more akin to a funeral service than a celebration of our deliverance from sin by the Lord Jesus Christ. The refusal to take seriously the context of the communion service, that is, the Christian Passover meal, a feast celebrating our deliverance from sin by the Lord Jesus Christ, is a serious failure of the Church's duty to God and to our members. Doubtless, there are all sorts of reasons why the Church should not follow the Bible in this matter, but follow the inventions of men instead. Oh dear. We might even have to include our children in a shared meal. How dreadful. Communion is no longer a fellowship meal around the Lord's table. It is a solemn rite, a mere ritual. Instead of having fellowship, we sing choruses or sit quietly, communicating with no one, while we are subjected to the ubiquitous chorus on the assumption that the late 20th century love ballad-style pop music is somehow more spiritual than the fellowship that the Lord Jesus himself instituted as central to the life of his church. I believe that such mood creation is no more spiritual than talking with each other in church. Indeed, is a hindrance to true spirituality, because the stripping of talk, communication, fellowship from our activities in church does not enhance or enrich our worship together. Rather, it impoverishes our life as the church, that is, as a community of faith. It is as if fellowship together in church were not really central to our church life, but an optional extra after the real business of meeting as a church has been accomplished. I disagree entirely. I see nothing inherently spiritual in working oneself into an emotional or mystical mood by the use of music or any other form of spiritual exercise. Is this not really a Christianized version of the chants that pagan religions use anyway? Certainly the effect seems to be similar, namely a largely mindless time of emotional incontinence or mystical self-indulgence.